Welcome into another edition of DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. RSL coming off a 3-0 win. Now what? Yak, I thought a couple of interesting things happened in that game. Okay. They set Sam Johnson 20 minutes late to the pregame meeting. Yeah. And normally you'd think, okay, so that's a one-off, right? Made a mistake. It happens. We've all been late somewhere. I've been late. But you got to respect other people's time. Absolutely. And there's got to be, you know, if he's late 20 minutes, now somebody's late 30 minutes, and somebody else is late the next time 40 minutes, nothing ever starts on time. So you got to draw a line in the sand. And Mike Pecky doesn't put up with this stuff. Right. And you can't have it spinning out of control because nobody wants that. So fine. So then pays the one-game price, and then you put him back in the lineup. But do you? That's the because question. Because... They played really well. Now, I know it was against a team with, you know, coming from the East Coast, congested schedule, fifth game in 15 days, at altitude. And so they're, they're going to have heavy legs. They're not going to be able to run. Yeah. So put Corey Barrett up top, even though he didn't score. I thought he made a lot of dangerous runs. They got him some balls, and he stretched things out. And if you look, the benefit of that on Bofo's goal, which was awesome. Yes. But, man, was the back four connected to the midfield? Because I'm pretty sure the answer was no. no. When you let a guy come down the left side against no pressure, cut, go centrally, nobody back presses. Nobody's tracking back to disrupt the flow, to make him lay the ball off. And he just tees that thing up and has a go. Yeah. And that was – so, Corey – you got to say, okay, you're helping stretch the defense here. Savarino scores, Bofo scores. Who are you taking off? I don't know that you can, per se, but I, th- I th- felt like when I first saw the lineup without knowing about the Sam Johnson stuff, uh-huh. I felt like Pecky was setting themselves up for this upcoming three-game, three-match and eight-day stretch. In a but, weird way, he might have been. And but he's having it done for him. We it, can get into that. It changed with a disciplinary issue. I do I do want to monitor this with Johnson, though, because he had his little outburst a couple weeks back, and then he has this worse. Well, I thought that made the timing of this horrible. Yeah, exactly. Because you just said, you have to trust me, and then you don't show up on time. So that's going to be bear watching to see how that sh- that plays out in that regard. But, yeah, it... I don't know that you necessarily take guys off, but we'll see what happens uh, with uh, Corey because I felt like Corey was the right play in that scenario because, like you said, heavy legs, let him run on these guys, wear them out. But at the same time, they played extremely well. Uh, Demir Krylak had one of his patented karate kick goals. Chested down karate <laughs> kick when the ball is straight in front of you. They, yeah. they, they train. And I think that this is um, a separate podcast. Okay. But... Why is the U.S. unable to get to the next level in international soccer? Now, let's just say that the last not qualifying, that was a one-off. They were messed up. They, they blew their own toes off, okay? Yeah. Before that, they've got a pretty, what, they've got 25 years that says they'll always qualify. Mm-hmm. And if they're in Europe, they'll go out in the first round. And if they're anywhere else in the world... They'll go through the first round. But basically, Europe's so small, it's like wherever it is in Europe is like a home tournament gotcha. for all of Europe. Yeah. Because yeah. people can take bus, train, whatever. From the do. fans yeah. to the weather mm-hmm. to the food to the not having to go through multiple time zones. Yeah. It changes. It's so compact. I mean, if you're in Russia and you're in Europe, I guess maybe you've started to push the envelope a little bit okay. there. You know, from England, you're giving up a yes. few time zones, right? Yeah, but... But even so, yeah. even then, it's just such an it's such an advantage for the European teams to be in Europe. Yeah, the one interesting the U.S. Thing is, yeah. So I was going to say yeah. what the U.S. needs to improve. Yes. everyone says when the U.S. gets the best athletes, they're never going to have the best athletes. That's one thing. <laughs> 
two, even then, I don't feel like the U.S. loses now because they're athletically overmatched. There's more technical ability on the other. Can you make the ball do what you want it to do? And that involves, hey, I'm 25 yards out, and I want to hit this tiny, itsy-bitsy target. I need the right half of the ball to hit the left half of the post and go in. Yeah. Okay? You don't put a goal in the back of the net. Side panel, off the frame and in. But it's not just that. It's the skill check in the middle of the field in a tight space. Any portion. Now the crowd oozes and ahs when there's a heel flick. Because there's so few of them. If that skill were more prevalent, the stadium wouldn't erupt, and uh-huh. I wouldn't say on a broadcast, oh, the crowd loves, you know, Rusnak's heel flicks. Yes. Crylock. Yeah. They practice that move. Now, Kyle Beckerman, who is as accomplished a U.S. player as you're going to find, mm-hmm. Gold Cups, World Cups, got out of group play, played big minutes, won in Mexico City in a friendly, not a qualifier, but nonetheless, yes. right? Yeah. So this, is a, this is a very experienced U.S. international. He was in the postgame almost without words. Americans don't see that. And Demir's very matter of fact, when he's asked about it, he said, oh, well, we did that in, in the academy. We trained. Yeah, it's something we did. And I said that to Mike Petke on TV, and he laughed. He well, then they're, if they're doing that, then they're way ahead of us. They, they are way are. ahead of us. <laughs> to the point that our best players and our best coaches don't even know how far ahead they are. That's and true. that goes back to being a young soccer nation. And I'm not picking on Beckerman and no. on Pecky because I think the reaction from everyone to fans, to announcers, to the other players is that's incredible. And then you find out, well, it's, it's not incredible. And side note, uh, RSL's bringing in a new academy director because they promoted their last academy director. He's now coaching the Monarchs. Yep. And they're looking for someone from overseas to get some of that. Like, oh, interesting. How do you okay. train? So they want to have an international presence with it to bring some from of that. an elite academy. Yeah. Okay. And I, I don't know that they've hired. I've heard some names, and maybe they haven't. I should be more up to speed on this, but I don't really focus on the academy either for Channel Two or the KMYU it's broadcast. Yeah. But I had a conversation with them about the way they were trending, some of the finalists they were looking at, and a lot of them had. Uh, had experience in Dutch academies. Okay. You can't go to the bigger academies because they pay too much. Yeah, but... But this is, as the U.S. game grows, this is a level where someone's like, yeah, I've got some experience and I'd like to come see the game in the U.S. I'd like to, you know, see how you do it and, and what's different because everyone knows the U.S. is coming. Yeah, I think it'd be a great point to have somebody like that to bring that philosophy in to yeah. meld with what they've already got going because we're seeing these academy guys developed and playing at a high level for RSL. But like you said, that but they need te- to be at a higher level. That technical ability. Right. Corey Baird uh, today announced that he's on the 40 40- man preliminary roster yeah. for the Gold Cup. It's a great accomplishment, but mm-hmm. you're right. His technical ability is long ways to go still, and that's something that still needs to come. Like you said, the United States is a young footballing nation. That's still yet to come. So I think the thing that Mike has going for him as he sets the lineup is they are going into a stretch of three games in nine days. So whoever he sits won't be happy because everyone no. wants to play. Yes. Bofo went and jumped in his arms and in the post-game press conference when asked about it, he said, Bofo jumped in my arms. Let's be honest, he just wants to start next week. <laughs> got a huge laugh with it, right? But it's true. Everybody wants to start. They got yes. guys. So I think now, and, and you'll tinker with it based on you know the time and the score, what you do with your subs and there could always yeah. be an injury or a red card, right? Anything can happen. But he'll lay out the three games and he can tell someone, I'm not going to start you here, but I'm planning to play you 30 and then I'm planning to start you You're midweek 60. in Montreal 
Montreal. Yeah. And then we'll see when we get who starts in New York and comes off the bench. So everyone knows, well, I'm going to play 90 minutes in the next two games among the attacking players, the top four. I'm probably going to play 90 minutes in the next two games, 30 and 60. What does the mm-hmm. order really matter? Yeah. And so that may bail him out as far as a move going forward. I see that. I just wonder, okay, the Sam Johnson situation. If the, I, I hopefully this is just a molehill as compared to a mountain with his outburst and then this DNP CD essentially is what he got on Saturday. <laughs> the DNP CD. I don't think that's a soccer term, but I know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah, exactly. But I think it'll, you're right. The, Did not play. Coach's decision. Thank the, you, the, basketball. The three matches in nine days will force Pecky's hand here. I do like the idea of, yeah, telling guys, Okay, you're getting 30 minutes in this match. You're getting 60 in this one. So you're getting your full 90, but you have to be you have to have that mindset of okay, I'm coming in as a super sub. I've got to go out and produce in that 30 minutes before I get that start. And that can be hard to do. We talked to Bofo last week during training, and he says the mindset. He says it's hard to catch up with the pace and yep. the, the, the speed the of the style game. of the game right. when you come in as a sub. And that's important for guys to kind of get their mind right with that because he's done that for a long time. Now he's in a starting role and he's producing. We'll see if that holds up for him going forward. A couple other things that uh, that have happened that are interesting going forward here is that um, Atlanta comes in on a hot streak. Yes. They'd won five in a row. They were all shutouts. Now they lost, and I thought they looked bad doing it, against the Red Bulls. They lost 1-0 to a team that lost a, a, a <laughs> defender to a red card yeah. in the first half. Yeah. What, was, what are you doing? I don't know what's up with Atlanta. Well, they, the win streak, it looked like they were getting it together, and as Dunny pointed out, the quality of competition, you know, they, they were drawing some teams in the bottom of the league. Okay. And so that's part of it. You know, the Columbus crew were going poorly, and they beat the crew. So Absolutely, great. yeah. So it's, it's a little bit of that, but what they were excelling at was defending. They didn't give up a goal. They scored eight goals in five matches. That, in MLS terms, is what we call average. Yeah. If you don't like the team, you call it mediocre. (laughs) Or if you like the team, you call it normal. Yeah, that's true. But it's Atlanta, and they were scoring double that clip last year. It seemed like if anybody held them under three, they walked off with the chest out, the shoulders back, the head held high. (laughs) RSL did it. You know, it wasn't that bad. We just lost 2-0, which sounds ridiculous. But check their scores. Yeah. They can hang four on you in a heartbeat. They, so it was, in a way, it was kind of an accomplishment to go into Atlanta and that crowd on turf and give up two goals. This year, different deal. Mm-hmm. Coaching change, talent change, system change. It's not, but defensively, they're stingy. locking it down. And even though they lose, they've given up one goal now in six games. Mm-hmm. That is spectacular. We can discuss all the problems at the other end of the field, but one goal in six games, and it comes down to who gets the first goal. That Toronto game, the first 10 minutes, they were on the attack. On the front foot, as the Brits like to say. Oh, yeah. Anytime I say something like that, Dunny looks at me like, really? <laughs> You're bringing that really? in now? You're doing Come that? on. Um, but, but the point is, there were opportunities to score in the first 10 minutes. I think RSL fans were nervous. There was one good save. It was a sharp angle, and I think Nick did a good job of taking the angle away. But it was also in close, so it was a real reaction save, and he pushed it wide. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. You remember that? Yes. If that goes in, and we've seen guys score from it, that angle before. It changes. It's a totally different game. Absolutely. Goals change games. Instead, RSL gets the mm-hmm. Crylock goal four minutes later. Well, I guess it was eight or nine minutes later from that save. Still, though. But after those first yeah. ten minutes. RSL settled in. They took control. Right. 
And they rolled. And they got the goal, and that changed everything. Yeah, and big credit to Bofo Saucedo. I wanted to bring him up today because he's producing. And it was his first home goal in his career. It was an absolute rocket. And it was his signature. Yeah. (laughs) I'm cutting inside. I know. Get on my right foot, and I'm curling it right. right foot, and yeah. yeah. He didn't curl it, though. That was was more straight power. It's it's not more straight power. He just blasted it. But it's good to see this kid producing. I'm excited for him. He's a guy that I think RSL fans naturally gravitate too because he's from Park City, Utah. How many guys come out of a youth system in Park City, Utah and make it to the top of American soccer? LaRocca, I think. LaRocca, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I'm Talon Chapel, who works here, was telling me that his brother played against Bofo when they were younger. And it's just, it's cool to see him producing. I'm hopeful that with this, yeah, three match and nine day stretch that he's able to get yeah, I mean, he has to be a super sub, I'm assuming, at some point in there. He can carry forward what he's done as a starter and build on that. I don't necessarily think he's going to be a long-term starter at that spot because there's so much competition with what's and going money. on. Yes, money who, as well. Yeah, Who knows who they're going to bring in in a year or two. But I do like what he's showing so far, and I'm hopeful that he continues to build on this because it's been a nice start for him, and it's good to see him out there playing well is the, is the easiest way I can say it. For Toronto, it was their five, fifth match in mm-hmm. 15 days. Atlanta just finished five in 15 with a Sunday game, which makes it six matches in 20 days. So again, okay. the altitude, the heavy legs, playing on natural grass. They haven't been scoring goals in bunches. Can Arso get the first goal, not do anything crazy? And lock him down and get three more points. You've because got to. That's I know. Game plan. You know, this, they've got, RSL has two losses at home this year. Everybody else above the line in the West. There's six other teams above the playoff line. Those other six teams combined have three home losses. Yeah. And FC RSL Dallas has two. got one. LA Galaxy got the other two. And they just got the one this weekend without Zlatan. And they lost to Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> that's that's three points. You know, the standings, I look at them, but you got to take them with a grain of salt this early in the year because they haven't evened out. You look at Still, though. some teams have played. Look at Houston. you got the standings yeah. up, right? Yep. Look at how many more home games Houston has than road games. Yeah, Tell the people. They've played eight home matches and three road matches. All right, so, yes, Houston's off to a nice points, start. Yeah. But let's watch them go on the road. Mm-hmm. Now, Portland hasn't been at home yet. Portland's below the line, and they don't look like much. If you just look at the standings, I think Portland's in great shape. They, they get home. They yeah. rack up the points. They could end up not just in the playoffs. I think that's probable the way they've started. Uh, but I think there's a strong possibility they could be top four and, and be at home. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot of soccer to go, so we can't guarantee They're five points adrift right now, five points behind at Real Salt Lake, who sits in that seventh spot. But you're right. If having you, played 11 road matches... If you average a point a game on the road, yeah. which is what they're averaging, yep. how many points do they have? They've got 11. they got 11 in, road matches. 11 matches. Yeah. They're right at one per game. Yep. So that's 17. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go out and you get 30 or 35 at home, which Portland tends to do. Yep. You're going to have a lot of points. You're, you're right at 50 quick. points, and 50 points ought to get you in. But that Colorado, those three points that the LA Galaxy dropped there. That, you're giving away three to everybody else in the league. That's because you got to figure everybody else. Yeah, I mean, how, what does Colorado have for road results right now? One five zero. They've that's their first literally win. their first win literally. Of the LA is the first team in the league to yeah. drop any points at home. Yeah, so and it's all and if Zlatan had been there. They'd have scored. They'd got probably, at least a point. Yeah. They probably could have scored twice. We've been totally different. He puts his hands up above people's shoulders all the time. Mm-hmm. He finally got suspended for it. Yep. Now maybe the now that the league has done it with the disciplinary committee, 
maybe a ref will feel like they can do it. Yeah, they can actually penalize them for it in the match. There, there are so many parallels between MLS and NBA. Star treatment <laughs> is one of the many. 50 points or 50 wins in the NBA, 50 points get you into the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. You can go down a whole list of parallels. The whole sport, everything is designed to get a two-on-one or a three-on-two. Yeah. You want 3v2 versus 2v1. There, there are tons of parallels. Mm-hmm. And but one it, is star treatment. And Zlatan had his hands up over Nadim's shoulders and threw him to the ground from behind when Nadim wasn't looking and done anything. And it took him choking a guy, essentially, a choke slam yeah. to, to get the penalty. But you're right. Now, maybe the officials... And when he didn't, when he didn't play, no yeah. one showed up. That game, that was terrible attendance. Well, I didn't, I see, the, what, I didn't see the crowd. I, I did. Okay. I <laughs> did. Was there, huh? I cut the highlights. <laughs> All right, I cut the highlights and the camera you could see in the corner. <laughs> Plenty of good good seats. At the, when I was a kid growing up, Jerry yeah. Coleman was calling Padre games. Okay. Plenty of seats at the big ballpark. If you're in the neighborhood and driving, come on down. Come on over. Yeah, well, they were averaging 8,000 people in a 48,000-seat stadium. I didn't need to be told there were good seats. They never do 40,000. <laughs> you were aware didn't of it. The... There were 40,000. It was fireworks on the 4th of July. That yeah, makes sense. Right. But Well, there were plenty. If you're if you're on the 5, the 405, the 605, the 91. Come on. Come, come on, on down. down. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it, I don't blame them. They, you absolutely got to take advantage of that. The thing is here with with Salt Lake now you've got Atlanta coming in probably the stingiest defense of late in MLS you're right DJ you get a goal in this match you open it up and then you just sit back and say okay we don't believe you guys can score on us you haven't scored on anybody else that's a recipe for success but you say goals change games and that very much could have been the same case with Toronto. Real Salt Lakes had a good run, I think, defensively overall of late. Here's hoping that that they can that attack can come through at home because that's you. I didn't know that about the six matches in 20 days. That should bear some fruit, hopefully, for RSL to carve them open, use some of that speed they have with Johnson or Baird, whoever you decide to put up top, and let them run these guys. Wouldn't surprise me if Sam came back and that uh, yeah. Corey came off the bench so they can start him up top midweek and then At see Montreal. who they want to start in New York in the third one. And then after that, they have a Gold Cup break, which is three weeks without a, a match, but uh, they do have some Open Cup games. Because the there. Open Cup kicks up the right Open then, Cup, right? right. We'll yeah, get so. going in that window. There'll be a break, and then there'll be Open Cup. I do wonder yeah, with the lineup how it changes. And we've talked about this with DJ. It was good to see Everton back out there, by the way. I assume he'll start. Although I, assume- I think Beasler's played really well. He has played well. So I wonder if they say, tell Kyle, we want you to be 100% before we I think that's already happened. In the the pregame interview on the air, Mike Pecky alluded to Kyle wants to go, Uh but he said we have to keep an eye on, you know, later in the season. Okay. And so I think that can imply we got three games in nine days coming up, but also he can't have the heavy legs in August and September. Well, And, and then if they're in the playoffs in October. And now having Everton healthy, we've talked about you and I, that 4-1-4-1 formation. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that, I don't think that they'll deploy it in this upcoming stretch of matches, but maybe during that Gold Cup break, you break that out and see, give it a try and at least get it worked on. I think we're going to see it in this nine days here. Oh, you really think it's coming? Okay. Well, I think that you look at Demir and... Everton and Kyle, I don't think they'll want anybody to play the 270 okay. minutes. I could be wrong. Gotcha. But as long as Demir is on the field, you can shape shift and just kind of morph. Make it a 4-1-4-1. And you know what? If you get a couple goals, even on the road, you even and get then, a goal. And then you drop And then back. Demir just sits a little deeper and yeah. suddenly you got a 4-2-3-1, which okay. people are used to seeing. But Demir, pretty versatile there. You know, he's an experienced yes. guy. He played in Bundesliga too. He's not, you're not asking a 21-year-old kid to read yeah. this situation. Yeah. You know? 
you're asking Demir. And Demir's, I think he's 30 now. He's a pretty brilliant player. Like, so He knows what he's doing. He's a vet. He can, he can read the situation and sit deeper or not. It's a big opportunity this coming week or just extended week. It'll be interesting to see that if Everton goes 270. But they, they got the whole depth. They want to keep people fresh. They want to keep guys worn and down. And he's coming back off injury, so you don't want to necessarily... There may be a game. We'll have to see if anyone... Okay. Of, if anyone, throw the, the keeper and the four defenders out, but of the other six, the only one who might play every minute is Albert Rusnak. And okay. I mean, he's borderline machine. Yes. The stuff he's done playing and then flying to Europe and playing mm-hmm. and then flying back and playing again. He takes care of his body. Big time. Yeah, he's he's smart about how he, how he goes but about But you're still it. not a machine. And someone said that to me about Kyle. Okay. Like, Kyle takes care of his body. Yes. Again, veteran guy, knows what to do, yep. you know, drink the water, get the sleep and all that. But he broke down and they're like, well, look how many minutes he's played. I mean, yeah. he, he's he's playing every minute of every match. He, I think they brought him once in a. They subbed him off. I think with DC United out of control. Yes, yeah, they did. <clears throat> there was uh, two red cards. Try and, and, and they took like he missed like fourteen minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, try and limit. Yeah, a but few other minutes. than that, he said. I mean, he's really good at doing it. Mm-hmm. But nobody's a machine. No, that's true. And you got to be smart with him because he, he is older. But I think you're right. Albert probably is the most likely to plays all three of those matches because, like you said, he's just been able to hold up. But at the same time, if you feel like he needs a break, take one of those matches and make him a 30-minute sub and give him that 60 minutes off. I think it'd be probably the smartest call. All right, Friday night, 7 o'clock. By the way, do you know why it's Friday? I, I never really... Uh, I think it's a Univision game. Okay, it's gotcha. TV again. All right, cool. And then the Royals uh, play at home Saturday. I saw that So there well. it is. Yep. All, All right. right, DJ and Yacht Soccer Talk. We're here every week. Check out the podcast. See you.